is your financial expert and master mindset coach, Janae Cordy. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about raking the rut. We all know what the rut feels like, right? When you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over, whether it's in your career and your family life, it could be like your household chores. Maybe you just cleaned the whole house yesterday and it was spotless and then you have children and you're like, why human beings? How could you possibly make it look this horrible in one day? How? Why? How? Did I mention how? I don't know if anybody else out there has an experience or if it's just me, but that happens quite often. So rut, according to the expert known as the Google is defined as a pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive, but is hard to change. It is also defined as another definition, a long, deep track made by repeated passage. Um, So that's why I'm calling it rake the rut, because we're going to shake up that passage. We don't want to keep going down that exact same passage that we're just kind of on autopilot going through that exact same routine and many times not even thinking about what we're doing anymore. We're just on auto drive going down that same passage day in, day out, day in, day out. The rut. What are you doing day in and day out when it comes to your money? And what are you trying to do with your money? What are you wanting to accomplish with your money? So, For example, if you're really trying to not be in credit card debt and you're trying to not spend more than what you're bringing in and you, and you find yourself swiping your credit cards a lot, are you doing the rut by swiping your credit cards just kind of subconsciously because that's just kind of your consistent pattern. That's the unproductive pattern that you've already established. You're telling yourself, I'm not going to use my credit card, but then you're walking past the shoe store and you see those beautiful leather boots in in the window and they're telling you how beautiful they would look on your on your foot and they're saying just try me on just just try me on I, they, you know and you, and you go in and you try them on and of course they look beautiful on your foot and it, they would look so nice with your jeans and you swipe that credit card even though you don't want to Swipe that credit card. You are doing it because it's part of that routine pattern that you've gotten used to going down that same unproductive pattern that is hard to change. Or maybe if you don't identify with the shoe thing, um, maybe you're a hockey fan. I'm from the St. Louis area, so home of the blues, okay? And it's hockey season right now, so you want to be there live. You don't have the money to get the tickets, but you have to be there. You want to see their face on the glass. You want to see them being smashed up against there. Yes. It's not the same on the TV. You got to see it. You got to see the blood, the sweat, everything flying. Yes. I'm getting all hyped up. I love hockey. Okay. So you don't have the money for it. So what do you do? You swipe your credit card because it's the same pattern. So 
that's just one example. That's one example of you are in that rut of, and that might not be your specific rut, but if it is and it's unproductive for you and it's hard to change, that is just an example of what your rut might be. Your rut may be something else. But we're trying to figure out what your money rut may be. We will go through an exercise to try to figure out what your particular rut might be. What do most people do when they do have money money issues? So most people will either do nothing and continue to stay in their rut because that's kind of the easy thing to do. A lot of times, even though it may not be the best for them, many times people feel more safe in in the area that they know versus the area that they don't know. So they'll just continue in that rut. Whether it be that maybe they don't have like a debt issue, but maybe they're not, they're staying in the same income level and they're not going outside and trying to make additional income because they feel safe where they are. So maybe that could be their rut. Not expanding their income could be their rut. What most people end up doing when they're they're trying to get out of the rut, when they identify that, yes, I don't really like where I am. Yes, I know it's very difficult and I do want help. What most people end up doing is they end up going to a financial advisor or to their bank or to a loan officer. So they end up trying to find somebody in the financial industry to help them, which is great. Trying to find somebody in the financial industry, that is a great step. So the financial industry, they will get you in the right product or they'll give you advice on which product to take. It might be a deposit product. It might be a way to save your money to earn interest or it may be a particular loan or you may invest in the stock market if you're going to somebody that is an investment broker. Find somebody that you trust. Those tools are all very important. I am in the financial industry. I've been in the financial industry since I've been 18 years old. I've been in banking organizational leadership for many years now. My expertise is more in lending, but I've I've been in finance for a very long time, almost 20 years now. I can't believe I can't believe that because that makes me feel old. But yes, I mean there financial people do very good things. But here is a little bit of a, a problem with just using the financial tools out there. And my colleagues out there may not be very happy that I'm going to say this, but let's just take that credit card example and we'll use that as our our example for this as well. So they're not going to necessarily want you to change your behavior because if you stop using that credit card, that's lost interest income and lost interchange income for that bank or for that credit card company. So it's it's kind of a contradiction for financial institutions. They will get you in the right product. They will get you the right advice. But first of all, they're not going to teach you how to change your mindset because that's not their job. But second of all, they're not going to teach you how to change your mindset because many times it directly conflicts with their financial goals as a financial institution, which is to earn income, earn revenue streams, earn fees. That's what they're in business to do. So I realize all of this and, and I see all of these repeat 
behaviors through the years of people who we've completely set up for success, especially on managing underwriting departments and, and things like that, where we've completely set people up for success on cash flow or different scenarios. And then they'll be back within a year in the exact same situation. And you're, you're very confused because you're, you're trying to figure out what happened. You were set up for success with all these financial tools. And the problem is, is that there wasn't a change in the mindset. So by taking the financial tools plus the change in the mindset, you can completely change then your, your money and get to where you want to go as far as your money situation and get to your goals that you're trying to get to. But in order to do that, as with anything, you have to do some work and you have to really understand what's going on inside that brain about money. What do you even think about money? Because most people have no idea what they think about money. As much as it impacts our lives, <laughs> and it definitely impacts your life, most people do not understand, truly understand what they think about money. Many people do not talk about money. I talk about money or because I've been in the industry for so long, but I can tell you sometimes when people start talking about something and I'll ask them questions about money, um, I can immediately sense that they're a little bit uncomfortable. So I'll usually be like, oh, I'm, I'm in the industry. I was just, you know, because I can sense that they're getting uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, oh, I, d- I didn't realize that people are so uncomfortable talking about money. And not, not that I'm asking, like, how much do you make a year or anything like that. It's just general questions about, about money. So we have to be able to talk about it. We have to be able to at least know what we think about it, what we believe about it. Um, because no matter if you realize what you believe about it or if you don't know what's going on with your beliefs and your thoughts about money, it's still impacting what you're doing with money. So whether or not you're aware of what's going on with your thoughts about money, it's still driving the bus of your life of finance. So I think that you're going to discover that when you go through this exercise, which is going to be pretty interesting for the people who have never really sat down and and thought about, you know, how, how they view money. So there are some different types of philosophies of money out there. So according to one study by psychologists, uh, Bradley Klontz and Sonia Britt, there's basically what their philosophies are. Are there's four types of money philosophies? So you could be an, a money avoider. So money avoiders are people who kind of believe that they don't really deserve money. So they're the ones who may self-sabotage or they don't really go out there and really try to get as much money. They may be on the lower income side of things because they're just kind of avoiders. They they don't really think that they deserve the money, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. Then you have money worshipers. Those are the people who subscribe to the notion that an increase in in money will bring them happiness. So if they get a larger sum of money or a higher income, that that's going to like make them feel better and it's going to make them happy. And so 
those people many times will end up having a, a higher level of debt associated with people who are money worshipers. Then you have your people who are have the philosophy of associated with money status. So people who are money status driven are the ones who are kind of keeping up with the Joneses. They are, are striving to get more money so that they can increase their socioeconomic status. They believe that money makes them, you know, in a higher level in society. Uh, so they may be more competitive. They're kind of maybe doing it so that they can look better towards other people. And then you have the money vigilance people. So those are people who are more watchful about their money, but they also, they may be more frugal and they may be better savers, but they can also have a lot more anxiety when it comes to their money. So those are some of the different philosophies out there as far as money goes, but I'm not sure. As far as money goes, I think we all have our own thoughts that come to a customized, I would say our own customized mindset of money. So all of our thoughts, all of our beliefs morph into our own mindset pattern, really just kind of going through what it is that has shaped your mindset. What are the sayings that you believe? How are you raised? So a lot of that has to do with like your childhood, how you're, you were raised in your household. Were you raised that money didn't grow on trees or, or were you like, you know, my father who, who turned off every light behind you. And if I had my light, kept my light on and all of a sudden I went to go turn on my bedroom light, then all of a sudden my light bulb would be gone because, you know, we didn't waste energy around the house. I was always taught to be more, I guess, well, he, I think he would fall under that, uh, that last philosophy where he was more more frugal and saving with his money. So, yeah, I mean, what are what are some of those sayings that you believe? And these are these are thoughts that you believe. These are thoughts that um, have shaped your mindset. And then patterns that like, do you believe that credit card debt is bad? Do you believe that? You live paycheck to paycheck. Do you believe that money is stressful? Do you believe that money is easy come, easy go? Do you believe that money is easy to make? Do you believe that money is awesome? Do you believe that money is, you know, define what money is to you. Also define what money really means to you. Like what what does money mean to you personally? So this is a very, very important question. If you could define in one word what money means to you. So why is it that money is so important to you? What does it mean to you? If you could define it, what does it mean? So this is this is a great question. For me, money is freedom because money has always just meant freedom to me. If I have if I have money, I have freedom. I can do what I want. I don't have to listen to anybody. And freedom is so important to me. I love being an independent person. I love being free. So money's always been important to me because freedom's important to me. What is money to you? To some people it might be security. Whatever that whatever that answer is to you. So just understanding what your thoughts are and and really what's really important about this exercise is write all of those thoughts down. You need to really 
write them down. Go through them all, write them down. I know many people don't like to do things like this, but you need to because we have like almost 50,000 thoughts a day or up to 50,000 thoughts a day going through these complex brains of ours. You need to sit there and write every thought that you have about money down really so that we can start weeding through these because next week we're going to be talking about how we're going to pan for golden thoughts. And if you're not understanding what your thoughts are even about money, um, it's going to be very difficult to start redesigning your mindset. So really you need to go through them and you need to identify them. It's very, very important that you do that. Not only identify them, but you also have to identify kind of how they make you feel. If a thought makes you feel maybe not so good, if a thought makes you feel, maybe just do an emoji next to it, like sad face, happy face, blah face, strong arm, strong face, however you want to do it. But give yourself like a little bit of an idea of how each thought makes you feel as well next to it so that you can have an idea on what emotion does that that give you? When it when you bring that thought into your mind, what emotion does it immediately give you? So go through that exercise and really do that. Really really give yourself an understanding of what's going through your head. You are going to be surprised. I really do think that <laughs> I really do think that you will be because it's a very good exercise. So we want to break the rut. We want to go through that brain. We want to go through all of those just kind of predetermined thoughts, that predetermined way that you're just going through day by day by day by day. You need to break that rut. Stop going down that same path. You do not need to keep doing the same thing over and over again. So what is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? It's called insanity, people, in the words of Albert Einstein himself. Stop doing it. Break the rut, change the mindset, and you will get different results. Reach the money goals that you're trying to achieve, and I will help you get there. Going through these exercises really help you reflect. They, they do work. For those who don't like to go deep into your emotions too much, use the emojis. We can all handle emojis, right? Use the emojis on your phone. That will help just kind of easily and readily identify the emotions for you. You can do this. You can reach your money goals. You just have to put in the work. It's all worth it. Check out my website at mindyourmoneycoach.com. Check out and follow my blog there as well. Comments. I encourage you to leave any kind of comments. I love hearing from people. So leave comments. Tell me what you've discovered about yourself that you felt were surprising, maybe some of your favorites from your childhood. I shared my dad, who, love you dad, who, you know, removed my light bulbs when my dad has four daughters. And anytime we left our lights on, he just wouldn't say a word. We would just go to our rooms and try to flip the switches on and all light bulbs would be removed. So tell me stories like that. Any kind of any stories, any kind of thoughts that you discovered in this process, I'd love to hear from you. You can also get personalized financial and mindset coaching from me on my website as well. I look forward to our next podcast where we will pan for golden thoughts together. 
And I think I'll end it on another Albert Einstein quote. Albert Einstein said, Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. Oh, he's a funny old genius. I love that guy. Until next week, have an amazing week. Mm -hmm.